Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. So glad to be here with you today. And I hope that you've joined us with a, an expectant spirit, an expectant heart to hear from the word of God and to be blessed by his word today. Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. So we should always rejoice and be oh so glad. And regardless of whatever is going on around us, we should always rejoice and be glad that we see another day of life on the land of the living. Amen. Before we get started, though, let's uh, go into prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise you, we thank you, we magnify thy most glorious name. We thank you so much for this time that we are about to have with you, Lord God. And we pray that you, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, will be here with us to just minister to us in your own special way. Heavenly Father, I know that you know the needs, the desires, you know what is going on in everyone's life, oh Lord God. So I pray that your Holy Spirit will touch them in your own special way. Reach out to us, O oh Lord God, and touch us. Heavenly Father, God, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. You know, as I've said, we, we all should be happy to be alive, you know, and uh, um, many times I've had experiences in life where the times were difficult and I felt like, oh, gee, Lord, how long is this going to last? You know, how long will this go on, this, this trial that I'm in, this tribulation that I'm in, this challenge that I'm in, how long will it go on? You know, but then I remember that according to the word of God, that this too shall pass. And I'm sure many of you out there have experienced the same thing in your lives too. Maybe you've had a situation or something going on in your life where you felt like it was going to be an eternity before that trial would be over, you know. But you also need to know that this too shall indeed shall pass, you know. Because what happens is that the devil will make us think that whatever is going on in your life is simply going to be going on forever and ever, you know. That it's going to go on and just tear you down and wear you down and that there's no way that you will be able to become the victorious you know, over whatever's going on. But we need to always stop and remember, though, look in times past. Amen. Look how God brought you through those other issues of life, those other trials or tribulations that came up before. God always brought you through. So the same way God brought you through before, he will indeed bring you through again. We always need to be confident that God will bring us through because according to Philippians 4 verse 13, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Amen. So whatever is going on in your life, this too shall pass. It shall indeed pass. The word of God always, you know, has excellent advice for us pertaining to the everyday things of life. Always, you know, the, the, uh, you heard me say before the word of God, the, the Bible is like our manual. It's our user guide for life. Amen. Because everything that pertains to this life can be addressed and answered through the word of God. Amen. So as usual, let's go to the word of God and see what the word has to say about, say to us today. And again, as I always say, if you don't have your Bible with you, hit the pause button, go and grab that Bible and then come back and join us. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm sorry, chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I don't want to go to 3 right now. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to start right with verse number 1. 2 Corinthians 4 verse number 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Okay, that means we don't give up. We don't get weak need. We don't, we don't you know, just give up and say, oh, Lord, I'm just too pressed. We, we, we faint not. We don't give up. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, underline, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, 
we know what the Word of God says, and as we grow to know it more and more, we need to make sure that we are not handling the Word of God in a de deceitful manner, okay? But by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Verse 3, But if our gospel be hid, underline, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, underline, which believe not, unless the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Okay? Now, this is a heavy scripture because it says that in verse number three, uh, but if our gospel be hid or appears to be hid, okay, it is hidden from those that are lost. Those that are lost are those people that do not yet know the word of God, do not yet know Jesus Christ. It's like they have shades, you know, scales over their eyes, you know, they have, they have blinders on because they simply can't see the truth, okay? So it's saying that if our gospel appears to be hidden, it is, it is hidden to them that are lost. The gospel of Jesus Christ should not be hidden to us that are saved, all right? The gospel of Jesus Christ should not be hidden to those of us who are saved. That is that it should be understandable to those of us that are saved. To those who are unsaved, to those who are quote-unquote lost, um, um, it is impossible for them to truly, truly understand the Word of God, especially the deeper things of God, because their eyes have not been spiritually opened. So therefore, it is hard for them to receive what the gospel of Jesus Christ is really saying. Amen? Amen? Verse number three, then I'm going to read into four again. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, little g, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Okay? The God of the world of this world is referring to Satan when you see scripture saying that. The God of this world with a little g. It's saying here that Satan has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Okay? So when we see people that simply cannot understand what we are saying or what the word of God is saying, and that if they're unbelievers or non-believers, it's because the devil has their, their eyes blinded. They simply cannot see. They cannot see truth. They can see everything else that's going on around them. But when you start telling them what the truth of the Bible is, what the truth of God is, what the truth of Jesus Christ is, what the truth of Holy Spirit is, they simply cannot comprehend it. Okay? Because their eyes are not opened yet. Okay? Their eyes are not, not open. Okay? This is why you can talk to some people sometimes and... And you can be quoting good scripture. The Holy Spirit can be guiding what you're saying and everything. And they'll kind of look at you with their eyes open. Really, they'll start shaking their heads. Or they'll start looking around or whatever. Where you, you know you've lost them in discussion. It's because they simply cannot understand. Okay? It's hidden. Your truth is, is hidden from them because their eyes have been blinded by the devil. Okay? So blinded the, the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So what that is saying, what that is saying is that Satan wants them blinded. He wants the unbelievers, the non-believers to, to remain blinded because once their eyes are open, then the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to hit them and then they shall be illumined. They shall be illuminated, okay, because all of a sudden their eyes open, then they shall start be, be, uh, understanding what truth is, okay. The way Satan governs this world is that he keeps those that are unsaved um, hidden from truth or keeps truth hidden from them. So therefore, he can continue to feed them lies, to feed the lies that he is currently feeding to them. And all sorts of lies, I mean, the types of lies that the devil feed, feeds or is feeding right now, as I'm standing here speaking, is a whole sermon unto itself, so I won't get into the whole thing. But it gets them, them that are, are blinded, it gets them to the point that they do not even want to hear truth. 
It's a total turnoff to them, okay? So he keeps them blinded that way because he knows that if they do, if their eyes do become open, it says, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus, of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them, okay? So the minute he lets those blinders get removed, you know, and, and stops feeding them lies, then the truth of Jesus Christ shines upon them. And then that means that those people will then stop following the devil. They will stop falling prey to his lies. They will stop stop believing the nonsense that he sows uh, into the world today. Okay? Okay? And that's part of the problem that we have going today. Okay? So many times we Christians can see the current events of the day or whatever going on, newspapers, TV, or whatever it may be, or just by discussion. And Holy Spirit will quicken to us exactly what is the root cause of the problem. We can see it. Okay, we can see what it is. We can see what's wrong, why people are behaving the way they're behaving, why decisions are being made that are being made. Okay, we can see that as children of God. Okay, the problem is that there are so many people out there that, 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 that the, um, the truth is hidden from them. So therefore they, therefore, they choose to believe the lie. They choose to believe the lie, and the lie winds up just governing and guiding their lives, their everyday lives. Okay? Okay? You see, so, and this is what is going on out there. All right? So the word of God there is saying is that, is that the God of this world wants to keep them, their minds blinded, you know, so that they believe not. Okay? Unless the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse number five says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. Okay, we don't preach ourselves. We preach what Christ Jesus, the Lord, is talking about. You know, this is why I talk about so much about people listening to these broadcasts or, or go and get their Bible so that they can see what we're talking about here. It's not Pastor Cobb or not anyone else. This is what the Word of God is saying here. Okay, so Paul is saying here, we, we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Now, this is God. He made the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Okay, so the creator of the universe, God, the creator of the universe, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. Amen. Amen. So, so let me ask you today, and you know, is the light of God, is the light of Jesus Christ, is this shining in your heart? Okay. And then it says, to why? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Okay. So the light that is in you, the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ is there so that you can indeed in turn share it. It says so to give the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse number seven says, but we have this treasure, underline word treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, underline earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us, underline not of us. Okay. We have this treasure. The treasure that we have, the treasure that I have, the treasure that you have, okay, is the truth of Jesus Christ. It's the whole gospel of Jesus Christ. It's everything that Holy Spirit gives us that the Father has telling him to share with us. It's all of that. It is indeed a treasure, you see. And it is something, saying of God, that is so valuable that a dollar value cannot be placed on it. It cannot be placed on it. You know, remember we talked about our um, Simon, you know, Simon the, the, the sorcerer there, you know, who, who was trying to pay for the gift of healing from Holy Spirit. Well, Peter said, you know, money can't buy that. You know, your money can't buy that. Okay. We have a gift. We have a treasure in us that is so precious that it can't be bought with silver and gold. Okay. And it says this treasure that we have in earthen vessels, that's in us. That's this physical body. You know, the earthen vessel is this vessel that we are while we are on planet Earth. 
You know, you, you know, we are vessels of God. Okay, we've been filled by Holy Spirit, but we have this value, this treasure that is in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power of God and not of us. Okay, so this treasure that you have in you, saint of God, grasp what I'm saying. The treasure that you have in that earthen vessel that you are physically in right now, okay, is is, is the excellency of the power of God. Okay, and not of us. Okay, the treasure that we have is not of us. There's nothing that we can say or do that will ever really save the world. Amen. We can give forth the words as Holy Spirit tells us to minister to other people's people. Okay, but the really the real power that is there belongs to God. It is it is of God. There's nothing that we can do of ourselves. Okay, so that's another reason that we should not get all puffed up and get. Get our minds all bloated because we are children of God and start walking around like we're so holier than thou and everything because the power that we have in this earthen vessel is what God has chosen to give us, okay? And it's for his glory, not for our glory, okay? It's to do his work, to do his bidding, to do his will, okay? See, but these are some of the things that we need to, to, to keep in mind when the trials and tribulations of this current life come to bear. You know, we start thinking about, oh, gee whiz, we need to remember that with all of this power that's in us, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Whatever is in your life, this too shall pass. Amen. Amen. So it says that, that there, it goes on to say that verse number eight, we are troubled on every side. We are troubled on every side, yet we're not distressed. Okay. Got things going on around us, but we're not distressed. Okay. You can hear about a situation going on in your life or going on around you that may be touching you. Okay, yeah, and it's troubling you. But don't get to the point of being distressed because that's when it's really, really getting the better of you. Okay? We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Distressed. We are perplexed. Okay? Boy, oh boy, perplexed. Gee, what is going on, Lord? What What is going on? And every time I turn around, there's something else happening in the news, at home, on the job, in school, with the kids, whatever. There's always something going on. Okay? So what's, what, what's the story, Lord? We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're not in despair. Okay? So whatever's going on in your life that has you perplexed and you can't seem to figure it out, don't let it bring you down to the point where you are in a, in a point of despair, despair, at a point of being in despair. Okay, we don't go there. We don't allow ourselves to go there. Okay, verse number nine says we're persecuted. Okay, we can't meet openly in church anymore. There's people trying to put restrictions on how we worship if they could, what we say out of our mouths relative to the to calling Jesus' name and so forth and preaching Jesus' name. Okay, so we may be persecuted, but we're not forsaken. Okay, God is not forsaken. It's not by a long shot. Amen. God's not forsaken. It's okay. We may be cast down. Okay, cast down because we can't do certain things. We're being denied certain things, okay? But it says in verse number nine, but we're not destroyed, okay? We're not destroyed, all right? All right? No matter whatever those things are, are going on in your life, in your life whether if you're troubled, that, that's, fine, that's fine, be troubled. But realize that you don't let it get to the point where you're just so distressed that you can't function, okay? Being perplexed, you can't figure it out, but yet still you don't get into a state of being in despair. All right. Persecuted. Yeah, but we're not forsaken. Cast down, but we are never, ever destroyed. Amen. Verse number 10 goes on to say, always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Okay. The life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus sake, that the life that the life 
that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Okay? So what we're striving to do is, is to see and to make sure that, that, that Jesus' life is made manifest in our mortal flesh. That means that we are carrying out the actions of Jesus. We're trying to emulate and be like Jesus and act like Jesus more and more and more every single day as best as we can. Amen, amen, amen. It says, that, for, for we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that life also of Jesus, the life also of Jesus, might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. Amen. So whatever is going on in your life, don't worry about it. You know, you, you may feel like you're trodden down, but the same, th same way that he raised up Jesus Christ, he raised Jesus Christ from the dead, from the dead, the Lord Jesus shall raise up you also. Okay? You shall be raised up. This too shall pass. Amen. Going, it goes on to say here, um, verse number 15, for all things are for your sakes and the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. Again, we don't give up. We don't get weak need. We don't, don't collapse. We don't just, just cave in. We faint not. But through, but though our outward man perish, Outward man is your body, your physical body. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man, your spirit, yet the, the inward man is renewed day by day. Okay? Now, everyone here, the minute that you're born, you're on the path towards death. <laughs> okay? Because from the time that you're born, your physical body is decaying, decaying, decaying as you get older and older and, old, and older. Okay? We're all, the Word of God says, we're all appointed once to die, once to die but that's the physical death. Okay, but then we Christians, we have eternal life that continues on after with the Lord Jesus, with God in heaven. Amen. 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 So, so it says here, so, so for which cause we faint not, uh, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Now, the spirit that is in us is renewed day by day, because if you are a child of God, you have Holy Spirit in you. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is constantly uh, renewing your spirit in terms of revealing new things to you, um, uh, re re revealing to you new, new truths about God, speaking to you, ministering to you, to you, giving you fresh anointings, uh, you know, and, and just lifting you up and empowering you. This is what's going on in your spirit. And this is an ongoing process. While your physical body may be decaying, you know, you are one year older than you were last year. <laughs> okay. You're one year older than you are, than you were last year. It, it, as obviously with all of us. So while your physical man may be getting older, your inner man is being renewed by Holy Spirit day by day. Okay. Now, this is a truth according to the word of God. I didn't say it. The word of God says it. Okay. Now we just have to believe it. We have to believe it. Okay. So while you may feel kind of down and out, you may feel tired, you may, you may need some exercise, plenty of exercise, whatever is going on with your physical body, your spirit, however, inside is being renewed. So therefore, your spirit should be rejoicing every single day of life. Every single morning when you get up, oh, praise God, I thank you, Lord God, for another day of life, oh Lord. I know that your spirit was ministering to my spirit as I slept. Now, Lord God, renew me for this day. And as I go forward, give me your direction. Give my spirit your direction. What do you want to have me say, do, act? I want me to behave. Amen. Your spirit, your internal man, your spirit is being renewed um, day by day on a daily basis. Verse number 17 says, for our light affliction, 
which is but for a moment. Whatever affliction you may have, whatever trial or tribulation you may be going through right now, consider that it is but for a moment. Okay? For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh in us, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Are eternal, okay? So what this is saying is, starting with verse 17, for our light affliction, whatever it is that may be going on in your life right now, okay, as com it's, it's lasting but for a moment because this too shall pass. It may not seem like it at the time. It may seem like an eternity. But where we need to face our minds on is that is that where we are right now is but a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of eternity. Amen. So whatever you might be feeling right now, however powerful it may be, however almost overwhelming it may seem to you, just remember, too, that this too shall pass because of the fact that God is saying that compared to the greater scheme in terms of eternity, what's happening to you right now is but a drop in the bucket on the greatest the greatest scheme of things. OK, and it says that because um, uh, uh, uh but for a moment, worketh for us, verse 17, worketh for us more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Okay, looking at eternity here. While we look not at the things which are seen, we don't look at what's going on around us. Again, the scripture, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. While we look not at the things which are seen. And why is that? Because the things that you see can be deceptive, can be deceiving. Okay. When this scripture says we walk not, uh, we look not at the things which are seen, the seen things, the sight thing, the seen thing, it also incorporates our other five senses, if you will. Because what this is really getting at is that we don't go by what is happening around us. We don't go by what appears to be going on in my life this affliction that I have right now. I'm not going to be focusing on that. I'm not going to be governed by it. My actions and thoughts and behaviors are not going to be guided by what, what I see going on around me. Okay. Okay. I don't care what the people on the phone are saying. I don't care what the internet is saying. I don't care what the newspapers, the TV is saying. Okay. We look not at those things. We don't focus on them. Okay. We look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Okay. So we look forward here to, to the spiritual realm. Within the spiritual realm, obviously, is God's word. Is God's word. What is his word saying? What is Holy Spirit saying to us? I'm not going to look at my circumstances that's going on around. I'm not going to look at what I just heard on the news. I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to focus on the things which are not seen, which means that God is operating, that God said to watch what I do, that God said that he can and he will bring all of his will to pass, that God said, God said, God said, these are the things that are unseen because his voice is in the spirit realm, which will be made manifest in the physical realm. Amen. To bring about that which he desires. So while I am going through this particular trial, this particular tribulation, I've got this affliction that's going on right now. I'm not going to focus on that because this too shall pass. It's, it, it is but temporary in the greater scheme of things. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on the Lord Jesus into eternity and know that while I am here, that I will be guided by his word, the unseen, the unseen word of God, which is spirit. We can read his word. Thank God that the Lord had these words uh, put down by man as his Holy Spirit guided men over the centuries. Amen. Amen. But, 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 but what these written words are saying, I'm incorporating into my spirit, okay, which is part of the unseen things of God, where I rely on the things of God. 
Okay. While we look not at the things, verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, they shall pass. The things that which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The word of God is eternal. What this word of God here written here before us says, it, it, it's eternal. What's happening to you right now, it's but temporary. While it may feel like it's being forever, it is not, because this too shall pass. Amen? It's a temporary thing. The things that are seen, the things that we can touch, taste, see, feel, smell, hear, and so on, these are things of this physical existence. And they shall all pass away. They're temporal or temporary. But we need to focus on the things that are eternal, which is God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, as he's guiding us, as he's guiding us to keep the faith knowing, knowing that what is going on right now is temporary and this too shall pass. All right. Okay. When we start remembering all of this, then it doesn't seem to be so overwhelming to us what's going on. Amen. Amen. And because God will indeed bring us through, bring us through it. Okay. Verse 18 again. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, temporal or temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal, are eternal. Amen. We've all had problems that felt like it was lasting for an eternity, like I said, but our years on earth are but a drop in the bucket compared to eternity. Paul said there in the end of the Corinthians that we just read that the afflictions or trials are but for a moment. And this is so much smaller compared to eternity. And this too will pass. But it's tough when we're going through these trials. Paul learned to keep his eyes on, on the prize of heaven and what is residing for us there in heaven. And he trusted in God to continually prepare him so that God's glory was revealed through his life. And that's what we have to do. While we're going through whatever it is that you're going through, we have to remember to, conti to continually trust in God because God is preparing you to handle to handle things that are going on in your life. And through you being prepared and through you handling it and not just falling apart and not fainting and being strong and bold in the Lord, this is in turn, this is glorifying God in your life because it's showing that you are greater than those circumstances that are around you. It's demonstrating to others that may be around you, well, gee whiz, all of this is going on, but look how he or she is, is managing that process. Okay, because you know that I'm going to trust in God to bring me through whatever it is that's going on around me. Amen. And when you're tempted to become discontented or worried, remember that this too shall pass. Okay, this too shall pass. Your afflictions are light and they're momentary uh, from the perspective of all of eternity. And we need to keep that in perspective. What is happening now as compared to what is going on into eternity for us, for you. Make it really, really personal. Amen. Amen. No matter how bad your current situation may look or seem, remember that God loves you. Never let go of the truth that God loves, loves you no matter what happens in your life. You've got to keep that first and foremost in your heart, okay, in your spirit, that God loves you. And, and guess what? If God loves you, is he going to let something happen to you, okay? Think about your children. If you don't have children, think about a loved one that's very, very close to you. Husband, wife, you know, mother, father, sister, brother, if you don't have your own children. But someone that you love, will you let anything happen to them? You will do all that you can possible to, to protect them, to keep them safe. Well, that's where you stand as far as God is concerned, because God indeed loves you. Okay, never let that truth escape you. You can trust that everything will work out because of his great love for you. It's as simple, as simple as that. During the times when we are going through a difficult experience, we must learn to be free. We must learn about being free, 
That's the important thing when we're going through these, these tribulations, okay? Remember, God loves me, and also I am free, okay? We need to understand what uh, this too shall pass, what that means, and we need to also understand what being free means. We, meet, we need to be free to just simply go to Jesus. Then we can lay aside our, our, all, of, all of our works and begin to see him. You see, you know, part of human nature and the problem that we have is even after we're born again and we're saved and everything is that we still try to work things for ourselves. Okay. Now, and again, I say for ourselves and by ourselves, I'm not talking about the things that Holy Spirit will have you to do. I'm talking about the things that we come up with up here. Okay. That we are going to work, quote unquote, our way out of it. All right. So we need to remember that we need to be free to understand that this too shall pass and being free to just simply go to Jesus. Simply to just go to him and lay aside all of the things that we think that we should be doing. Okay. And then what happens is that when we allow him to remove the veil from our eyes, to remove the, 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 the uh, shades or coverings uh, from your eyes, that then we can enter into a personal relationship with him. Okay. That will, will ultimately change us into, into his image. Okay. If we can just get those, let Jesus remove those veils from us. Okay, then we can become shaped and be, have this personal relationship with Jesus, which is so important, important. Okay, we must learn to be and not always feel that we must do. We must simply learn to be in the presence of Jesus, not feeling like we must always do. We have to stop looking for answers based on our works. Okay, this is what religion calls us to do. Amen. This is what religion calls us to do. To do. We got to stop. We have to get away from that. How can I fix the situation? Okay. This means that we must stop being quote unquote religious and legalistic. You just stop simply being re religious quote unquote and legalistic. We need a relationship with Jesus, not religion. Okay. Religion is not what we need. We need a relationship with Jesus Christ. Religion quote unquote is what holds people in bondage. Okay, in 2 Corinthians 3, uh, 6, Paul said, for the letter, referring to the law, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Okay, so we can't become so legalistic that all we focus on, on, on what is, what can we do, what can we do? Okay, we, we don't need a religion. What we need is a relationship with Jesus. Okay, now, I, I, I don't, don't want you to be offended, you know, by, by my use of the word, quote unquote, religion. Okay, I realize that the, the word religion has been a popular, uh, a spiritual sounding word for centuries. You know, we just kind of throw that word around, you know, that, that, that religion has become a, um, has become an all encompassing, encompassing thing, you know, uh, uh, concerning things of God. Okay. Okay. But, but being re religious is not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is what the word of God is talking about, what Jesus talks about. And that is, is relationship, is relationship. Okay. I'm only trying to present a clear difference between an impersonal set of rules and regulations, the law, an imperfect, you know, a set of rules, you know, the difference between an impersonal, I should say, impersonal set of rules and regulations and a personal relationship with the living God. That's what I'm trying to do. So I'm not dumping on the word religion. I just want you to understand that because I realize that has been a popularly used, used term. I've heard people say many times on TV, especially some of the, some of the, the people that are famous and popular, well, oh, I'm a religious person. Well, what does that really mean? I'm a religious person. What does that really mean? Okay. 
And by the same token, if you look at their lives, you look at the things that they have done or things that they are doing, and it's obvious from the things that they are doing and the same things that they are saying with their mouths, they certainly don't have a relationship with God, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The things that they're, that, that, that they're pushing, you know, abortion and, and so many other things which are clearly contrary to the word of God. I mean, that's a whole separate sermon in itself. But how can you, and these, some of these same people I've seen them say, oh, I'm a religious person, I'm a this and I'm a that, okay? But being a religious person and you're still supporting and you're still carrying out those, the, the, those uh, uh, horrendous policies and you believe in those things, then obviously you're not someone that has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Because if you had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit would be within you, and Holy Spirit would be telling you, would be ministering to you, that's wrong. That is not according to what God the Father has said. You can't go that way. You should not go that way, okay? So yes, still, I'm a religious person, but I support those horrendous policies, amen, okay? So again, I'm, I'm not, not shooting down the, the use of the word, the, the, the word religion. I'm just saying that what we need as true Christians is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, not so much to simply say that I am a religious person and therefore I'm following the law, which is which is which is a collection of, of rules and, and things that we should be doing. Okay, okay. There are so many people who seek a relationship with God, and the religious community oftentimes will will, will tell them, you know, that, that they need to do uh, something else in order to be acceptable to Him. Okay, okay, okay. Many many times, many people they want a relationship with God. But the religious community, those under the organized religion, so to speak, will, will always tell them that they need to do, quote-unquote, do something else in order to be acceptable to him. In other words, there's a whole bunch of things, you know, little little check boxes that we have to go through, they tell us, in order for, for us to, to have a relationship with God. You got to do this, 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 that, and other, okay? The Word of God doesn't, doesn't say that. Jesus, Jesus does, not, does not say that. Jesus talked about, uh, about his, his relationship with the Father, Okay, and what happened? The religious leaders of the day tried to kill him. They wound up working with Rome to do that. Indeed, they wound up crucifying him. Okay, okay, okay. And these were the so-called religious leaders of the day. All right. And even today, it is amazing to encounter certain people who are opposed to hearing others talk about God in a personal way. Okay, some folks don't like to hear us talking about God, Jesus, in a very personal way. You know, and obviously, you know, Satan hates a personal relationship with God and the and the power that it makes available in the life of a believer. Okay, Satan doesn't want us to be talking about our relationships, our personal relationships with God. Okay, because it also shows that we have this relationship with God, and as we are living out our lives, there's a power that is demonstrated by our behaviors. God is glorified by the actions that take place in our lives. So Satan doesn't like that, like that, okay? Okay. And so again, there are some in the so-called quote-unquote religious community that will say that there are a whole list of things that we are supposed to be doing. Okay, In certain religious circles, okay, if you and I were, were talking about God uh, as if we really, really knew him, that we would be criticized and, and, and harshly judged. Okay, you start talking to people that you have this personal relationship with God, and you, and you start talking about, <laughs> and some of you hearing this may be able to identify with it, but you, you say that, well, 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 God told me yesterday, oh, man, I want you to go to this Christmas party, you know? Yeah, man, it's going to be really nice. So-and-so's going to be there. So-and-so's going to be doing that. Nah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. Oh, why aren't you not going to go? 
Well, God told me I shouldn't attend. Okay. God told me I shouldn't pick up and say this. God said I shouldn't watch that particular movie. This is what you're saying to someone else. You ever experienced that? That the minute that you start saying that God said it, that, that oh, you talk to God? Snicker, snicker, snicker. Oh, God speaks to you? Snicker, snicker, snicker. Okay? And right away they want to cast you as some kind of a nut. Okay? So this is what quote unquote religious quote unquote people many times will say about us. Okay? Again, I, I'm not trying to make, trying to, to make uh, 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 people that uh, feel that they are religious. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm merely trying to say that, that, that your eyes, your spiritual eyes need to be open. What you need is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't go, don't go with a bunch of, of rules and regulations and things that people or someone has said that you should do. Amen. Religion wants us to picture God as a being that is so far away. Somewhere up in the sky, you've heard me say this many times, floating around, you know, may the force be with you, you know, and all that sort of thing. Some kind of impersonal, impersonal God. Someone that is not approachable. Not approachable except, except those that are the elite in the so-called religious establishment. Okay, that was the issues that the scribes and the Pharisees and Sadducees had. Okay, they were the religious elite of the time. Okay, they were the religious elite of the time. Jesus came like a maverick and just upset their apple carts like crazy. Jesus tore them apart because Jesus' message was entirely different. Jesus was saying, come unto me, follow me. I am saying to you what the Father is telling me to say. And then as I go, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit. Okay? Okay? Okay. Jesus was telling them at the time about this relationship that, that mankind should be developing with God the Father through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. But the religious establishment didn't want to hear that then. And they crucified him. The religious establishment of today does not want to hear that now. Because many times the devil behind working some of that stuff knows that what power it will be, it will be once people, once born again children of God, really believe who they are in Christ Jesus and what power, what awesome power according to the word of God. This treasure that we have in these earthen vessels, which is the power of God, they don't want that known. They don't want that known. So the devil, as the word of God we just read said, will keep them blinded so that they can't see it. Amen. But the minute we start talking about having a personal relationship with the Lord, it makes many eyebrows raise sometimes. You know, it makes people very uncomfortable. They want to cast us out and to put us down because they want to say that, that, that this is not possible. It's not possible for you, saints of God, to have a personal relationship with God. You know, well, well, the, 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 the mere, the sheer folly of that statement, that it's not possible for you to have a personal relationship with God shows you, demonstrates to you that they do not know what they're talking about because the word of God says just to the contrary. The word of God says that he wants to have a personal relationship with us. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. He doesn't want you groveling around because of something that's going on in your life, some event, some issue, some trial, some tribulation that's going on. He doesn't want you just groveling around and just dragging yourself through the mud. God is saying that I'm here, I love you. Come to me. Let me just embrace you in my arms and draw you close to my bosom. You don't have to be worried about that thing, how trivial it may be. And when that, because it shall pass. This too shall pass. Okay? God wants that personal relationship. But there would be others around us that say that's not possible because God is off. He's untouchable. Okay? 
This is God you're talking about. Oh my goodness, you're talking about God, that you're going to have a personal relationship. What a horrible thing to say. No, I'm not saying it. God has said it. God said that he desires a relationship with me. He loves me so much that he wants me close. He wants to talk to me. He wants to hold. He wants to make me feel comfortable. You see? So whatever it is that's going on, keep these things in your mind. Amen? <clears throat> Excuse me. Furthermore, they just want us that we have this God that can't be reached only through rule keeping and through other works and through some kind of good behavior. But all of this too shall so pass. This thinking shall pass. This religious spirit was alive in Jesus' day, as I said before, and, it, and, and, and he died to put an end to it and to bring people into a close relationship, personal relationship with himself, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. That same religious spirit still torments people today, to this day, if they do not know the truth, but this too shall pass. The law was given uh, in order to show people that they needed a savior. People try to keep the law until they realize that they absolutely, absolutely cannot. <clears throat> oh, geez, excuse me. People tried, okay, until they realize that they simply cannot do it. Hopefully they come to realize that they need to humble themselves and ask God to help them. As God has done through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. <clears throat> as you walk with God, remember to keep your personal relationship with him at the center of your being. And to keep religion far away from you as you go forward. Remember that? <clears throat> to keep your personal relationship close to you. Keep God closely in your spirit, close in your spirit. And stay away from religion, religious quote-unquote people and religious concepts. Among we Christians, there's a big emphasis on spending personal time with the Lord, and rightly so, justly so. Well, in anything else, we need God's presence in our life. He is the only one, the only one that can do anything for us that will be permanent. Everything else that can happen is temporary. What God can bring into your life is permanently. <clears throat> Unfortunately, many people want to spend time with God, but they feel uncomfortable with God. They do not know what to do during these times that they're with God. Others express that they never sense God's presence. What a shame. They never experienced God's presence. They find prayer and fellowship to be a dry experience. I've heard that. I can't understand how if you're in the presence of God the Father and the Holy Spirit is ministering to you, how you can find that to be a dry experience. I believe one of the reasons that this happens <clears throat> is, 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 is that the, the power to live a, a, a holy life is, is missing from them in terms of their lives, in terms of, them bring, in terms of them bringing that power, accepting that power into their life. One of the reasons is that people people still try to live under the law instead of under grace. People still try to live under the law is, instead of not realizing that they're under grace. Now, I'm not saying that grace is giving you freedom to sin. I'm not saying that is all, at all. Grace simply gives us the power to live a holy life. Okay, don't take this whole grace thing where I've heard some people talking about today. Oh, we live by grace, therefore it's like you know, <clears throat> I can't I can't sin and God won't hold me accountable. No, I'm not saying that at all. Sin is sin is sin. Grace simply gives us the ability to live a holy life because God loved us so much 
that he gave his only begotten son. That's that's what grace is all about. Amen. That's what grace is all about. <clears throat> I, and even through our performance, you know, sometimes our performance may not always be perfect, but grace will forgive us and helps us to get from where we are to where we want to be. That's what grace is all about. It's helping us to get from where we are to where we want to be. It's not saying that it was okay. Keep doing it. Not at all. That's not what grace is. Amen. We have to understand that too as we move forward. Okay. And even though sometimes we may slip and stumble, we have to remember we have to come back to the Lord, confess that sin and repent, turn away from it, not to be keep repeating it because you think that I'm under grace. That's, that's a, a false teaching, a false teaching. When you spend time with God, do not try to, to be or to sound, quote unquote, religious. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. We'll try to, to, to sound like you're, you're speaking, you know. You don't need to talk to God with a whole lot of these and thou's. He understands plain everyday language, <laughs> you know. God understands when you say, oh, Lord, I'm hurting with this thing. What's going on, Lord? You know, my rent is due, my mortgage is due, this and I've got these aches, I've got this pain, my son, my daughter, my wife, my husband, you know, my Aunt Tilly, whatever it is that's going on. You speak to God. God understands plain everyday English. The best thing, the most important thing to know is that God understands your heart. Amen. He knows what's going on deep in here. So just speak to him. Just speak to him. If you can start learning how to talk to God like that, then that then the, the, the so-called experience with God won't be a dull experience. It won't be a dry experience. Okay? And it's a shame, but I've actually heard people say that, that I just don't feel it when I pray. Okay, well, again, you know, there you are again. You're looking for some kind of do-do-do-do-do-do-do, some kind of twilight zone, touchy, spooky kind of feeling. Okay, okay. You just talk to God. God will make his presence known. And when his presence is known, you'll know he's there. Okay. And why do you know he's there? Why? Because you are made in his image. That is your spirit. And he gave you Holy Spirit. So when God is present in your spirit, in your prayer time, you'll know he's there. Not by some twilight zone experience. You, you'll know, you'll know, you'll know that you know that you know that you are in the presence of the almighty. You'll know. And it is not too far off for you to for you to experience the claim because God wants you to know that. Right? This is not some crazy, kooky, kooky concept that I'm talking about. This is what the word of God is saying. He wants you in his presence. And when you're in his presence, you shall know that whatever is going on with you, that this too shall pass. You'll know it beyond a shadow of about about. Talk to him and listen to hear what he will speak to your heart. Read his word, and that will edify you and help you to grow as a believer in Jesus Christ. They go hand in hand. You can't just have the word of God and read it and read it and try to memorize it without having an intimate prayer time and relationship with Jesus Christ. It's just, you know, the two are not exclusive. You have to have them together if you really want to be victorious in this life. The more you learn that, You'll see that when things come into your life, you'll know that this too shall pass. Amen. Amen. Remember that whatever the problem is, whatever, no matter how difficult it seems at the time, just keep saying to yourself and, and just keep praying and just know that I'm focusing on the bigger things into eternity. This little life of mine that's here right now and this thing that is happening because Jesus loves me, because God the Father loves me, because God is giving me his Holy Spirit that is within me. I know that this too shall pass. Amen. I know that this too shall pass. Amen. So, saying of God, as we close here, just always keep that in mind. Whatever you experience, and I'm saying to you this today too. Um, 
The Lord always knows what needs to be preached. And I'm saying this to you today, I believe, because as things come down the pike, as life unfolds, as we sit back and just watch what God will do, because he said that, watch what I do. And as the trials and tribulations and afflictions, as the Bible calls them, just pop up as a part of everyday life, okay, and they seem so troubling to us, because we will be seeing these things as the days and the weeks and the months roll on. But I do believe with all of my being that God is going to do something that we're going to just say, oh, wow, look at that. Did you see that? God is, we see some signs of that now if, you, if you're in prayer and you're letting the Lord minister to you. We're seeing some signs of that now. But as we go forward, you're going to see God. You're going to see a mighty move of God's Holy Spirit, I believe, in this land and all across the world. God is not going to let this planet go where he does not want it to go. Simple as that. End of discussion. Man can come up with all sorts of initiatives, all sorts of policies, all sorts of things that he thinks that he should do to make life better. But if it's absent God, then it's not going to go anyplace. As simple as that. And in the meantime, while we are being patient and waiting on God, just remember that, 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 that we have Jesus Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father. Jesus Christ works on our behalf. He's our intercessor. Amen. Amen. He's there. And he will indeed bring us through. Amen. And remember again, the closing words are, this too shall pass. Praise God. Praise God. I pray that this message was a blessing to you. And before we close, let us uh, enter into prayer. And Heavenly Father, we thank you so much time for this uh, uh, time that we've had with you, Lord God. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead, that we shall remember these words. Keep these words deeply planned within our spirits, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. We praise you. We magnify thy most glorious name in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. And before we close, remember that you can always find us at wwwgenesis one one word org or where these uh, broadcasts are, these uh, podcasts are, are, are online. Uh, that's www.genesis1.sermon.net. Amen. Genesis1.sermon.net. Okay. And when you're on that website, look up in the upper right-hand corner. You'll see a subscribe button there and or, uh, press the subscribe button. And then you'll automatically be notified via your podcast, whatever podcast app you use through a podcast uh, that uh, these sermons are available to you. Amen. Amen. And if you're being blessed by these sermons, again, please pass this information on to a loved one, a family member, a friend, or even someone that's giving you a hard time because God doesn't want them to perish either. Amen. Amen. So be blessed. Go in his peace and knowing that Jesus loves you and that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. So go forth and be blessed and remember that this too shall pass. Amen. Amen. And amen.